Hello everybody and welcome to this special questions and answers episode of the Eterna podcast. Tim's going to uh, go ahead and introduce us. Uh, he does so as Troy, but he's not Troy, he's Tim. God damn it, he's Tim. And he's from the D&D LCP, also known as Fillmore's Crossing podcast. He's the GM. And he's a good friend of ours, and we invited him to conduct this interview of sorts. Welcome to the Eterna Podcast. I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as none i've never been in a film such podcasts as that one that you heard and such radio plays as why is my mother pregnant and ladies and gentlemen we're here to ask a few questions of our characters here on eterna now we're missing two lark and what is uh what is i wear silly hats this character's name leaf leaf we're also leaf. we're missing three though because brock's not here either You're right Brock's here in spirit, school. though. I take Brock's place because um, we're actually soulbound together. I don't know if you knew that about me and Troy, but it's a thing. Um, so how are you guys Sweet. doing today? Good. <laughs> I'm present. <laughs> Fuck. I'm also here. <laughs> so... Uh. I think that uh, I think that a good place to start before we start to kind of get into any questions or anything like that. Let's just have all of the players that are here um, just kind of tell me what the general idea was for your character coming into the show and kind of how that has changed and and where you're at now that you you know you've recorded a, a bunch of episodes and have been playing for a couple months and. You know what I mean? Like, I just kind of want a situation rep for where you guys are at right now. And so let's uh, let's start with Foresight. Let me put down this toy and <laughs> pay attention. Uh, funny thing, Foresight is exactly what I uh, set out to make. He's I've been able to stay in character. I haven't had to change anything about him yet. He's... Uh, a heel slut through and through. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, I made... I, there's a lot going on in the background, I'd say, that hasn't really come up more than, like, a few off comments or, like, maybe one or two in-character statements. But hopefully, as we go on, that'll get brought up a bit more. But no, he's exactly... I made a heel slut... And I'm playing a heel slut. And awesome. sorry, quick question here. Um, since he's a heel slut, have have you decided whether you're going to take that feat from the erotic book that will actually let you uh, fuck people back to house? I've considered it. Um, I've also considered seductive channeling, which is a feat, just a general feat, you know. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see where the world takes us. That was worth it, just for Sean's face. Thank you. <laughs> Oh. 
why don't you uh, why don't you go next for us, Adira? Um, well, the thing about Adira was basically trying to create a character that wasn't scripted and just let her go wherever she happened to go. Um, and I, th I think it's working so far. Um, there's not been a lot to happen to challenge her yet, but I know Sean and I know how he DMs, so that's going to change quickly. And then Riley? That's uh, Riley Morheim to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with the original comment. Uh, anyway. Uh... You can be wrong. That's fine. Uh, so... <laughs> so Riley Morheim uh, initially started as your stereotypical dashing swashbuckler. And I went into this with that in mind. And I think I've carried through well enough. The one thing I think that has shifted slight, slightly with uh, Riley's character is that I didn't really anticipate uh, like Riley taking Morheim. a... <laughs> I... <laughs> yes, that's his name. Uh, it's Riley Morheim. Riley. Riley Morheim, uh, if you want. And I didn't really anticipate for him to slip into a leadership role uh, because normally my style of play tends to like push me one step to the side of leadership. Um, I pictured him being like off on the side doing his own quirky charismatic stuff on his own and then um, like it just kind of opened up for Riley to step forward and kind of start taking charge and leading and making some decisions and that's uh, I feel like it's a little natural for him to do but it's something new for me as a player to kind of consistently take charge like that you're good at it you <laughs> thank you you get a raise do you enjoy it though <laughs> yeah yeah um I, like as a player i enjoy trying something different and i don't play in tabletop i don't play in tabletop games as often as i run them and being able to just guide and lead people has been um an interesting way to do something new and i think riley enjoys what he's doing just because it like i said before it's a natural fit for him and I think it's really going to challenge him in terms of taking charge, but also caring about the people that he's leading. Oh, now we feel loved. <laughs> um, and then Sean, I just kind of wanted to, sorry, I just kind of wanted to get a feeling from you because I know you've run this campaign before. And so I know you probably had some expectations coming into it. And I just wanted to, without spoiling anything, of course, but just general, general feelings about you know where you thought that you were going to be and the difference between where you're at now uh i think i expected the very beginning to go a little smoother than it did but uh overall it's it's gone pretty well they've they've bitten at the hooks and uh so they're, they're following along pretty fairly expectantly or expectedly, as I expect them. Anyway, words. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, like, where where they're at now is probably the most off left I've gone uh, from from my expectations, and that was due to a combination of unavoidable uh, events and. Uh, 
and a bit of brainstorming. So uh, overall, though, I think it's going well. I think it's going to lend an interesting bit to the story that uh, didn't happen in previous uh, run-throughs of the game. Sorry, I'm just taking notes for if we do this again, because if uh, we're far enough in, I want to know what the hell you're talking about, because that was cryptic as fuck. Um. <laughs> uh, well, they're, they're not that much further than, like, has been released, so... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, like, two or three episodes, and you'll be caught up. So we're talking about a few months before you probably be would be able to reveal any of that? No. There's, um... Like, uh, where they're at now, um, with the way I'm editing this, the sessions, because we basically, we had one session that was super fucking crunchy and I'm going to have to condense it. So in either, uh, not, not this next one, but probably in two, maybe three episodes. Let, let me simplify this for Tim. Can I simplify this yeah, for Tim? Yeah. When, the when you hear an episode where the characters finally get to Starlight, then you can ask those questions. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we're not even there yet. That's not what <laughs> I meant, but sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so the first question um, that we're going to get into from the audiences or whomever, I don't actually have who asked the question. But the first one that we're going to start with is going to go to Riley Morheim, and then we're going to just move through in uh, in reverse order from how we went last time. And it is, how do the characters feel about each other thus far? And so if you want to just uh, give us a few sentences on each of your compatriots and you know your relationship with them, that would be great. Oh, I can give you more than a few. But uh, I wrote into <laughs> Riley's original story that he tends to become friends with everyone he comes across. And I, I think that's carried through in his views on his party members. Uh, they're all a little different. And he I think it comes out that he gets along a little better with some of them. Like he pals around with Lark a lot. And he's starting to, um, uh, I think, uh, understand Leaf a bit better but the more magical characters and the more distant characters, Foresight and Adira, uh, are still a bit of a mystery to him. He'll act courteous towards them. He wants to be friends, but he doesn't quite understand them, like, at all. <laughs> and then Brock throws I think, rocks. I think, actually, I'm going to merge... <laughs> I think I'm going to actually merge uh, these questions because you kind of just got into it anyway, and they seem to be married quite well. And it's what characters would you like to hear more from and what characters would you like to know more about? And you kind of did already answer that, but if you could go a little more in depth, that would be great. Is it cheating to say all of them? Okay, no, if I had to pick one, I'm, <laughs> if I had to pick one, I'm going to say box. I'm really curious about <laughs> the tree man. Uh, um, I, I think realistically, like the most mysterious to Riley is probably Adira just from the tidbits of information he got from her and how little he understands of like magic and planes and stuff like that um, and in that regard me as a player I'm also kind of curious a little bit more about Adira and Foresight um, I feel like everyone else kind of has this root in like a mundane reality but those two are just off to the side talking amongst themselves for one to twelve hours <laughs> <laughs> 
So Adira, how do the characters feel about each other thus far? What characters would you like to hear more from? What characters do you want to know more about? Well, for Adira, she's actually kind of scared of Riley because he is so okay with everybody and so, I don't even know what word to use, but he's so outgoing and she comes from Abaddon. She's not used to there being another soul around. And she's used to being surrounded by the silence that's only broken by, you know, screams of people being tortured. And for him to just be so happy, go lucky all the time, and so just right there and comfortable with everything, that frightens her a little. Um, I really think she does kind of see Leaf as the dead figure, like we were joking in that one episode. <laughs> he's like, he's always calm. He's always worried about the mundane realities of feed everybody, this, that, and the other. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't say a whole lot to her, but when he speaks, it's, it's usually important. Um, not that she would necessarily put it in a parental framing because she didn't, you know, but like kind of that feel to his character. Um, I don't think she concerns herself with Brock a lot. He's there, he does what he's supposed to do. Doesn't say a lot. Um, but seem, seems to know what he's doing, so that's fine. Um, she, of course, does talk to Foresight a good deal. And that's because of the promise Foresight made her. So, like, she's determined not to let anything happen to him because he's the one that's going to save her. Did I miss somebody? Did I get everybody? What about Box? Oh, that Box. Well, yeah, I mean, who's not intrigued with a tree? Intrigued. <laughs> it wasn't that funny, Sean. Almost Calm down. Forgot, almost forgot Lark because he's like not been there for two episodes. But uh, yeah, I think she's okay with Lark. I mean, he talks to her some, made her some clothes, you know. But yeah, she's scared of you, Riley. We just need sure. to hug it out. It's fine. <laughs> oh, that that would go well. <laughs> like, was, oh God, somebody's touching me. I was so goddamn happy with myself when I made the fucking box lumbers over joke. <laughs> I was so fucking self satisfied with that shit. <laughs> so happy you had to say it again right now. Nice. Yep. Good. Good. <laughs> I am a connoisseur of puns. Well, maybe you should branch out a little bit and try some other humor. Careful, you're going to get him laughing and he's going to fall out of So anyway, uh, foresight. I'm also here. How do you, how does Foresight feel about the other characters thus far? What characters would you like to hear more from? What characters do you want to know more about? Um, Foresight hasn't honestly interacted with enough of the people to really know that much about them. Um, he would like it if everyone would stop trying to 
it's not that they're trying to bring him out of a shell. It's the way that they're trying to do it. That's very getting on his nerves, I'd say. Mm. Um, he's a man of subtlety. <coughs> you should check that cough, man. Go take a cough drop or something. Dude, I told him good. that. I told him that earlier, right? Uh, Nasty business. <laughs> honestly, I want to know more about... Uh, I'm kind of curious about LARP. I'd like to know a bit more about them uh, from an out-of-character perspective. I think that Foresight just wants to have a much more relaxed environment overall. Like, maybe try talking to them one-on-one. See how that works instead of as a group. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And then uh, I'm going to change the question just a little bit for you, Sean. Um, what, uh, what characters do you feel like... Uh, need just a little bit more spotlight on them like who who are the characters that you feel like uh i mean aside from lark who hasn't been in two episodes the last two episodes uh to to put it pretty straightforward like i think from a a calculated standpoint i would definitely say brock because uh foresight and adira just got their own uh their own hour-long episode uh with just Mm -hmm. them talking uh i think a little bit more on foresight as well because it was kind of that episode was kind of focused more on learning things about adira mm-hmm. uh but i think everybody uh because all of them have different things that are kind of culminating in the background and a lot of it is going to come out and come to a head uh fairly soon uh, uh, to to put it unambiguously, prior to level four. Um, gotcha. So, well, I'm sure if you like, Riley would be happy to sit down and interview Foresight and ask him his favorite position. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we as a group could sit down and interview Foresight. I hear he really likes group conversations. <laughs> uh, I really do like the um the comedy between uh b- between Riley and Foresight uh I uh I also like that Riley like steps up and takes things um I also find it funny that there's two full charisma captor, uh casters and he's the face um <laughs> so there there's that um but yeah, I would definitely like to get a little bit more out about Brock. Um, and I'm hafting on on Brock to do a little bit less of here's this horrible, terrible thing or important facet to your backstory to bring things out. And I'm hafting to kind of manufact a more uh, something that's coming rather than something that's uh catching up gotcha sort of situation with him so i'd like to see that uh eventually come up to a head all right 
So the next question is actually going to go back to you, Sean. Um, why did uh, you decide as Eldritch Dream Games to start a podcast, and specifically why Eterna? Um, well, uh, people that have been around since the beginning probably know this, but uh, first, uh, first podcast I ever listened to was Hideous Laughter, and then I started listening to uh, D&D LCP, which is now... Uh, Fillmore's Crossing, which is your show, Tim. Uh, and I'm actually Troy McClure. Um, you guys, oh, I'm sorry. Hired Troy me to... <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, your friend Tim, his show. Uh, ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and that kind of got me um, interested in podcasts. And at home, I had had a. I had been running a couple of games, uh, one of which was the literally third but spiritually second run of Eterna, um, and it wasn't going super well. Uh, it was going all right, but not amazingly. Um, and so uh, that mixed with, uh, like, uh, my desire to kind of spread out my brand, which is actually kind of taking a backseat, honestly, because <laughs> uh, I'm just having fun with it. Uh, because as Eldritch Dream, I make monsters, PDFs, stuff for Pathfinder. Uh, but uh, that kind of took a backseat to the podcast. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, well, why don't well, you go well, ahead and just kind of get into why you specifically chose to use Eterna, you know, instead of, say, a different uh, campaign that you've run in the past or something like that. Uh, it's the one that I've put the most work into, and I have the most, like, pre-existing material for, like, I, I don't have every inch of the world mapped out by any means, but I have a lot of locations, a lot of events, a good idea of what's going on. It's, yeah, a lot of NPCs. Uh, it has a, unlike a lot of my campaigns, which are very, I drop you in, do what the fuck you want. Uh, mm -hmm. It kind of has a direction. Like the direction is very loose at the beginning. Uh, and then uh, you get a a goal and then when you get that goal then it's a fucking do what you want uh, but it, it has like a drive to it which so, a lot of my other campaigns don't don't quite have uh, so, so they're more sandboxes in comparison to being light on rails kind of a thing right like Eterna is like uh, light rails in the beginning, uh, mm. and then it and then it turns into like a magnetic sandbox. I guess would be the best way to put that. Now, mind you, I personally, I love rails. Like I think that if that's if that's what you know you're getting into, I'm a okay with that. You know what I mean? So I do not say light rails as a derogatory at all. Just uh, right. 
trying to help out a little bit. Um, right. I think then I'm going to go back to Foresight and because Tracy, I'm not actually going to ask you the same question as Riley and Foresight are going to get because obviously you're Sean's wife and so your reasoning for joining Eterna and stuff, it, you know, it would just be different. So Foresight, what made you respond to the tweet? What made you decide to try out for, for a podcast? You know what I mean? Like what made you decide that this was something that you wanted to do instead of What's funny is I didn't have a Twitter until I joined this group, and I still don't actually remember what my Twitter handle is. Um, <laughs> I was on Roll20 looking for a game. I usually don't... I very rarely go into Roll20s looking for group because there's so many games that are just going to fall apart within the first uh, week or so. But when yeah. I saw... When I clicked on this one, there was a lot up front that I read through. Um, it seemed like the world itself was very developed. It seemed like there was actually care and energy put into making sure this is a cohesive story. It's not just, I don't like uh, Paizo stuff, so I'm going to make my own thing. It seemed like it was made because I want this world to run this way. So that really caught my attention, and I, I'm all about it. As far as podcasts go, I have a decent mic. I have a decent headset, so I don't mind putting myself out there. But that was always kind of a secondary thing. It's more just this world seems very interesting. So I'm all about joining this group. Awesome. And Riley Morheim? Well, Troy, thank you for asking. Uh, when I... <laughs> when, when, uh, at the time that I saw the, uh, the recruitment tweet hit Twitter, uh, I contemplated whether or not I wanted to submit something because I, I was at a uh, period in time where like, I was starting to try some new things just in my life, but there was a lot of going on. So I was wondering if I had enough time for it. And in the end, I decided to go for it because I wanted to try experiencing how online gaming works um, because I've never done it before. And I had a decent audio set up based on some of the other projects I was involved in. So I figured, you know, why not? The other reason was I've been gaming with the pretty much the exact same group for about six or seven years now, and I wanted to broaden my horizon and see how some other people handled, handled Pathfinder, especially since I've been running a uh, weekly Pathfinder game on my own um, for a while now. Just getting that extra experience and seeing what other people do with it uh, would help me learn as a GM in my own right. And the um, third reason, I guess, was to uh, make some connections just in tabletop communities and nerd communities because I was diving into uh, content creation online and I want to meet people in these communities so I figured this would be a great way to just like punch me in there and see what happens and the rest is uh, history I guess then he arrived on my discord and said oh hell what have I done <laughs> I didn't know I said that out loud I'm sorry <laughs> uh I didn't mean that. Uh, <laughs> Adira slash Tracy, um, how has your life changed since uh, you and Sean decided to go on this journey? Oh, it's been crazy, but in a very good way. Um, when he when he first started talking about a podcast, I really pushed. I, it, it's partly my fault. I pushed a Turner because we'd run it twice before. Um, 
and it's an amazing world and amazing setting. So it was like, yeah, if you're going to do this, do, do this one. Um, but like I've met people, people that are in the game, people that came to their discord because they listened to the game. Um, so, uh, constantly talking to somebody, which is a huge change for me because I'm pretty much a hermit. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people that, uh, may not leave the house for months at a time. And, uh, I don't, I don't talk to people a whole lot. Um, which is probably the reason I end up talking to Trey for 12 hours because it's like, you've got six months worth of shit to say. Um, but, but yeah, like, uh, I, there's just everyday interaction with people now that is hugely different. And then there's a lot of me sitting in the other room being quiet so he can edit too. Fair, 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 yeah. fair. You don't have to sit in the other room. I can't sit in the same room with you and be quiet. Also fair. Neither can my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'll pause the show. Hey, uh, so you, just so you know, I'm watching this. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Start the show again. So anyway, I was at school today. God damn it. Yeah, that is exactly how it goes. And, and he, he, he doesn't actually God damn it me. He just has this look. It's like, you know, you're being fucking annoying. Stop it. That, that is not. That what, is exactly what that look says. And it's like. But those are not the words in my head. I'm not that mean. My wife just texted me, jerk face, ass muncher. So clearly she can hear me wherever she's at. Um, anyway. <laughs> jerk face, ass muncher. Uh. Yeah, it's been really cool. Like Trey and I are really good friends now. And so that's awesome because if somebody I can bother in the middle of the night when my insomnia kicks in, because yeah. he's going to be awake. Insomnia buddies. Yay. <laughs> And so uh, the next question is still going to be related pretty directly to Eterna. So what has been everyone's favorite moment or element of the game so far? I'm not going to call somebody out specifically. I figure whoever can think of one first can just- We fought rats in a basement. (laughs) (laughs) It It was literally fucking requested like uh it was i think it was the original campaign it's roaches it's like yeah huge ass roaches but everybody was like we have to fight rats because that's how uh rpgs start so he changed it right because like rats in the basement or rats in the cellar has become like an anti-trope nobody does it anymore because it was done so much and they were like i want to fight rats in a basement and everybody agreed until i was like well fuck i guess i'll change it to rats in the basement (laughs) right uh, not that Reese getting a roach is that hard. No, <clears throat> it was fairly easy. I'll be honest; I would have literally kept everything the same and just called them rats. But that's how lazy I am. Um, <laughs> I could have. They're not that different mechanically. <laughs> I kind of figured. Um, what about uh, you, Riley Morheim? Do you have anything? So, uh, two things spring to mind from this question, and the first one is the uh, the fights on the carriage um, with Riley. Lark was there too, and the highwayman. Uh, I felt like that was a great like first real combat encounter, and it was perfectly catered to Riley's 
being a swashbuckler and it's a very swashbuckling scene and i had a lot of fun playing it and visualizing it just because there was positioning and juggling rapiers and shit like that it was pretty great i even i told sean after the game that i enjoyed it a whole bunch i liked it a lot um the second one of the second moment that comes to mind is in our first session um we went around the table and like steadily introduced all the characters and Sean was trying to get everyone to go to uh, Carla's place, the beginning tavern. And uh, um, I, I figured, well, did, did, didn't it have another name? What, what, what was that? I don't, I don't remember. I can't at this point. It's so far gone. What, what uh, was it? it was, uh, it was Brown crab, right? That sounds about right. We'll have to fact check, <laughs> <laughs> but going into the game i figured riley would already start at the tavern and i wanted i, I felt like a traditional sh uh, start the hero starts at the tavern and his first interaction with carla the owner he makes a mention of uh, miniature halflings and uh, yep it's important to note that me chris never met any of the people i'm playing with i talked to them like for an interview briefly but i, I didn't know the people i was with and there's this okay so at this point in time our uh our means of recording through discord kind of just it shit itself uh the entirety of discord had some issues with its voice chat for a, about a minute but we got it pulled back together and re-summarized uh the finishing of this question here in a moment uh we'll go ahead and get you right back into this ridiculousness thank you for listening yeah, I was oh, scrambling. We're working with two wilds. God damn it. This is the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, it would happen. Like, be fine all fucking day, and then this. <laughs> that is how it works. Do you think Why Dark's ghost is sabotaging us? Probably, right? He ain't dead yet. We don't know that. We had not seen him in forever. You don't know. Ah, yet. <laughs> I mean, everybody dies eventually, except the deer. Debatable, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get. I think we may have dumped that entire question from when Riley started talking. Oh, the whole thing. Well, I don't do redos, so. <laughs> I didn't have a problem until we got to the second half. Yeah, I was about to say, I got the full It, it was full clear for answer, me so. until, and he was talking about his reaction to these people thinking he's an idiot for talking about miniature halflings, and then it went, Phew. Okay, it started chopping for me, like, as soon as he said the word halfling for the first time, and then it just went, Yeah. Well, I mean, either like, way, we still got a full first answer, so. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a, like, the decent, a uh, decent summary is just, he was nervous because he hasn't played with these people before, none of, like, none of us before. Uh, when he first mentioned quarterlings or miniature halflings, he mm -hmm. was very nervous because there was a pregnant pause and he was like, oh God, do all these people think that I'm an idiot? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty decent uh, synopsis. Wow, Trey, I don't even need to talk anymore. You got this. All right, please direct I all like Riley's talking. questions to Trey. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I like Tracy, talking. do you have any uh, favorite game moments that you'd like to add? Um, there has been a moment in the game that would be really, really significant to Adira and who she is, but it hadn't released yet, so I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it. 
you can talk about it. We will say there may be mild spoilers beyond this point. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But uh, basically, well, it kind of covers a couple of different things. Basically, in Abaddon, there there's nobody else around you. Um, it's such a vast place. Um, there's no contact with other people. And so, like, it, I guess the whole rope thing was just really funny. But the truth of the matter behind that is that uh, it would be so much easier for her to keep up with Foresight if she just, like, grabbed him by the arm and was like, I'm not letting go of you so you can't wander off. But she is so uncomfortable with physical touch that she won't do it. And the rope was a good alternative. So that last night when he was so upset and she decided she would try to comfort him, that's really significant and uncomfortable for her. Uh, but it's also probably one of those things where you're going to see some character growth come from it as well. Um, right. So I, I think that just from a dearest perspective, those have, that's been like the biggest change for her. So really significant to her story. And then Sean, what has been the most surprising out of left field player action that you've run into so far? Oh boy, let's see. <laughs> um, we try to give him at least twelve a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, so there was uh, Lark pressing the issue in the in the trap hall in the trap hallway, um, almost getting himself killed. There was, um, uh, there are, there was the quarterlings. Um, there was, <laughs> there was, uh, Leaf being somewhat difficult to, <laughs> <laughs> like get to the tavern <laughs> um in the beginning somewhat uh, yeah somewhat uh that was amazing that was uh lark fucking noping the fuck out and brooding for an entire night um i wasn't expecting that at all um there was the uh like, I'm going to put a rope on him, which I, of course, made weird as fuck. But, um, I mean, there was that in the first place. Uh, what do you have against child leashes? <laughs> I don't have anything about them <laughs> wrong against them. Why, why is that weird? Well, I mean, because I turned it into Shibari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's... Let's see. Uh, mild spoiler, within the next 30 seconds, there was Riley um, not wanting while playing Five Finger Filet and then not 20-ing his fourth stage and not move his hand. Uh, which I guess that wasn't really a player choice, but it was still... Well, it was. I hacked the system, so... Well, well I shouldn't oh, have said that. Fuck. Mm. Heckin' bamboozled. Uh, <laughs> um, and a lot of times it's the jokes. Like, fucking White Castle got 
fucking got me so goddamn hard. Uh, Y'all are going to the Black Keep. No, we're going to Elf Murder Castle. Yeah, Elf Murder Castle. Elf Murder Castle. And then they're talking about making it, the whole group almost, talking about turning it into a fucking restaurant. And then they're like, wait, so you're saying we're going to turn the Black Keep into the White Castle? And I just, I was mean. I was Introduced a whole nother fucking mechanic because of it. Hero points. Uh, <laughs> fucking, which thank you, Trey, uh, for helping me with that. Not a problem. But, uh, but fuck, uh, there's been a lot of things. A lot of it's little, um, but I mean, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> everything, everything. I mean, that's that's the curse of DMing, though. Like, I, I'm not even cursed. That's that's just what happens when you DM. You expect so many things. You think I have unlimited expectations, and they still find a way to f- fuck off with all that noise. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, that's that's players, all right. Um, actually, speaking <laughs> of. Uh... Speaking of running jokes and uh, things of that nature, now that Kink Finder is a running joke, would you consider running a fun Kink Finder game with friends? This is a question for science, and definitely not asked by Robin. If he doesn't, um, I will. Okay, Robin, just so you know, if he doesn't, I will. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Uh, I've actually, in the past, back when we were playing 3.5, uh, ran a game that relied heavily on the book of erotic fantasy rules and there's actually a book for Pathfinder made by a third party uh, I forget what the fuck it's called but it's basically the same thing but better for Pathfinder um, that I would gladly use um, so yeah short, short, short question or short answer yeah TLDR Awesome. Um, I think it's the I guess we're just. I guess we're just gonna go through a couple of the more silly questions just uh, to get them out of the way, and then we'll go back into the more serious stuff. So, what person in the group is the most well endowed? And what character? Wait, what? Who the fuck is asking <laughs> these questions? So. Literally, this question was, and I didn't understand it at first, because I thought that maybe they were asking about characters. Oh, no. No, 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 no. They are asking about real people and then asking about the characters. I'm going to go ahead and skip the first question, because as Troy McClure, I reserve that right, and I don't want to hear that answered. But wait, so... the people want to know. You can't just skip over that. I mean, I have a ruler or measuring tape right here. All right, Trey, oh, pass God. it around. Let's go. All right, let me just, let me just, uh, there we go. I guess it's convenient that you're getting it out because the next question is, are you guys circumcised or not? These are really weird questions. Where the fuck? Uh, Why are these questions weird? (laughs) It's only weird if you make it weird, man. It's only weird if you make it weird. I mean, we've already touched on King Finder. Well, I don't Uh, know, I don't know about the cast but if you talk about the discord server in general robin has the biggest dick that's already been established accurate <laughs> yeah but do we have a measurement like maybe an inch? 
Some things are immeasurable. Uh, how many standard non-gag units of a banana is your penis, Robin? 15.7 bananas. Wow. The, you, you've heard it here first, folks. Robin's penis is 15.7 bananas. How do you even walk? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to know where she buys pants. That's my <laughs> <best. laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh shit! Let me sit here and shut up so Tim can actually ask the questions. <laughs> These are real questions, dude. Like I'm not fucking around. I totally forgot um, that I actu don't actually. Me. After the question came up, Sean made a post and made everybody roll, and they didn't know what they were rolling for. So Sean has all the characters' big sizes. I do. I also have Adira's. Um, general sizes of endowment as well they're called boobs dear well, we oh kind of had your ass <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sad sound that came out of his mouth <laughs> as he realized he was really excited about having a food in the party and you just dashed his nose like that how could you how could you i think i think he just figured out what he rolled what he rolled uh <laughs> Well, there's a circumcised bonus, right? <laughs> uh, Trey, why don't you uh, tell him how much a circumcised bonus is? Uh, it, it actually adds about 0.5, so like it's not, it's not, it's not significant. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I don't want you to get too excited. I love that Trey's our expert that we go to for dick questions. Right. Well, who else? Who's seen more than me? <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, <clears throat> I, I suppose uh, general question: Do you want the long answer or the short answer? First one, then the other. Uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you can't go all in right at the start. All right, so you may as well go short. So, okay. Sean, are you going to be the fluffer on this one? <laughs> Pay me 20 bucks an hour, maybe. Make sure you spit before you answer. <laughs> I can't. My mouth is dry. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so the short answer is, um, well, obviously, in feminine terms, Adira. In male terms, foresight. Uh, we actually don't know for Lark. He never rolled. Uh, he hasn't responded yet. And he never will, because uh, he's dead, so it doesn't matter. Well, or he'll listen to this, and he'll be like, no, I'm, I'm not playing that game. That's you just very keep your fair. dice. <laughs> I mean, we have a dice roller in Discord. We, you're the GM. You, you have permission to roll for all characters. Yeah, but at the same time, I'd feel like a dick. Wait, 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 wait. Can Yo. I hero point mine? <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, go ahead. What is it? I think if you make the roll, then you can add six to it. No, it's after you make the roll, you can add four. Uh, add four, yeah. Perfectly fine. I'll take it. All right. So, using that math, everybody, uh, Riley has a nine-inch penis. No, a f eight-inch penis. 
I haven't checked. Riley, pull down your pants. <laughs> like I'm wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, do you have pants on? Brock oh, has a five-inch penis, but he's short and stocky like a dwarf. Uh, so he makes so, up for it in girth. Yeah. I was about to he's say, also, he doesn't hit the back, but he knocks out the sides. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also rock hard. Rock um, hard. <laughs> even better. Um, uh, Adira. Um, oh, shit. What did Leaf get? Did he roll? I don't know. I don't remember. It's not my job to track that. Shush. Better yet, did he roll for box too? Trey, Trey is oh, in God. charge of penises. I'm just saying, like, if ever there was a time for dick moves, this would be it. <laughs> is that a CMB check? Is it like oh, grappling? Sweet. Kinda. It's a very special type of grappling in Raleigh, where nope. <laughs> I'll shut up now. We is have there the a chart for it. Else? We literally have the rules for it. We went over it like two days ago. Yeah. There, there is a chart. Would you like to be sent the book, Riley? Oh, fuck. Called the Book uh, of Passion. We'll, we'll get you a copy of the book. I literally have it open right now. It doesn't matter if I decline, does it? Probably no, not. Probably not, dude. Nah. <laughs> All right. Hey, actually, there's some really, really useful third-party feats and stuff in there. Oh, no. Uh, hats did not roll. So, so Leaf and Lark are mysteries. They Leaf, must wear their pants. Leaf and Lark are never nudes. Um, uh, it was uh, Adira. Adira has D-sized yeah, breasts. Yeah, you gave Adira back problems. D-sized breasts, and on a on a true scale of one to ten, a nine ass, which we also determined that uh, Foresight's ass was also a nine. Uh, but Trey has a 14-inch penis. Foresight has a 14-inch Sorry, penis. Foresight has a 14-inch penis. <laughs> yes. Let him dream. <laughs> Trey is not uh, reported in with his measuring tape yet, so. Uh, Tim, you may want to ask a different question, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was, uh, I was getting to it. Uh, <laughs> Official cannon sizes. <clears throat> so, uh, would Foresight like to use a hero point? <laughs> if I used a hero point, then it would be a lethal weapon. <laughs> Can I use my Automatic dick as a glove? level in monk. <clears throat> oh shit! Oh man, those I'm slam so... attacks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Robin, my man, foresight. <laughs> See, Robin, your so, your ship is just getting getting a lot more interesting. <laughs> so, do we have the answer to what color our leaf size? Oh, yes, yes, we do. Um, black, which is now like supremely fucking creepy because he has goddamn demon eyes <laughs> just solid <laughs> fucking black eyes I'm into but it. with uh, it has been stated as with plenty of laugh lines I'm into it it's fine righteous um 
All right, so now we're going to go back into some more kind of serious questions, or mildly serious, I guess. Um, What inspired everyone's character choices? And based on the story, excuse me, without spoilers, of course, could you make the same decision again? Uh, You don't have to really worry about that, because you kind of already talked about where your character is now, but... So yeah, did anything specifically inspire you or is it pretty much just the same thing that you talked about, about where your characters were at? And we'll start with Adira. Well, oddly enough, Adira came about because it was like, this is gonna be an online show and Annabelle, the character I normally play for Eterna, is just too inappropriate and will offend too many people. So need a different kind of concept Let's do something I've never done before. And Sean helped me come up with this character. And then it turns out there's no such thing as too inappropriate for this podcast. Listen up, all you snowflakes out there. You can't <laughs> handle Tracy when she... <laughs> Dude, you've only seen Annabelle when she's being mild. Like, you have no idea. Um, she was being nice to Upton. I think it was actually decided that... Um the more characters of ours that die, the looter the party will get. <laughs> I've got a skull that hates pants just ready to go. Mm. It's incentive for Sean not to kill our characters off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any specific uh, inspiration for Foresight, Trey? Uh, I did. It's kind of a depressing story, so I'll, I'll summarize of... Um, there was a Shiba Inu that lived uh, really near me, and the owner was a very, very uh, cruel person. But as you may or may not know, Shiba Inu will latch on to one person, and then they'll follow that person, and they will be entirely loyal to that person regardless of what that person does to them. I just said that person a lot. Um, he was very mean to this dog, and after that person died, the dog stayed around, and they would self-inflict and i've kind of made that an internal uh foresight is very similar to that except it is it is internalized self-infliction rather than physical harm which is why i said before uh there's a lot in the background that may or may not come out uh in play as we play interesting riley morheim All right, let's see the best way that I can phrase this. Um, 2018 was not a great year for me, and by the time that I sat down to start drafting Riley, I knew I wanted to make a swashbuckler. I knew I wanted to make a good-hearted, heroic swashbuckler. I needed um, an avenue to uh, focus on good and positive, and it it seemed like a good way to live through that. And as I'm sitting there doing my homework of 100 questions based on uh, Riley's backstory and all of that, I start filling in the blanks and going along. And about halfway through, I'm realizing that I'm pulling from these tidbits of aspects of my life and who I am and just like inserting them into Riley's history. Um, Like I said, Riley's a kind-hearted person. He wants to do the right thing for the right reasons. And he's also motivated by ideas of adventure and grand stories. And um, his biggest motivators moving forward, the, the largest things he carries with him are um, his uh, childhood sweethearts, 
who he's currently looking for and his father and like i said when i was filling out riley's backstory um my dad had just passed away from lung cancer and earlier that year uh, a relationship i was in for like three years kind of fell apart so it was just this culmination of fantasy elements with a lot of real life stuff that i was dealing with um blended into one and i feel like moving forward as just trying to make the best of that and bring the feel-good feelings um, with a character that I can really step into and feel like it's just kind of an extension of that, maybe not who I am, but a little bit of who I want to be, if that like sounds not dumb. No, that's, that makes perfect sense. Actually, um, I'll ask Trey this afterwards, but has it been cathartic for you at all? I think so. It's definitely been good. I, I dealt with a lot of the stuff that I went through in 2018, my dad's passing, the relationship thing on my own, and I, I don't think playing Riley or gaming really had much to do with that, with that outside of a distraction, but engaging in someone who focuses on good and doing the right thing, um, just, I guess, in a sense, that helps me a lot because that's something I personally also try to keep in mind and strive to do so it's nice to play that at a table where you're able to actually like go out and conquer evil and make substantial changes in a world right well thank you for I sharing that, uh, so i can go hug chris well thank Trey, you has has it been cathartic for you at all to uh play foresight now that we have a bit of a insight into where wow Inside into foresight? Yeah. I couldn't even finish the sentence. Uh, I love I love that I chose that name. Um, Foresight's a really weird character because they are in a lot of ways the antithesis of me. Uh, there are some similar themes in that I live a hermited lifestyle and that currently, but I do it mostly out of choice uh he was kind of raised that way i love to talk so it's been kind of it's been interesting playing a character in which i have to mute myself in order to not speak constantly um there aren't really a lot of parallels between our personalities i would say so i don't really see a lot of myself in foresight it's really just been uh it's been an interesting experience playing something so vastly different from what i'm used to playing gotcha so every campaign is going to have a different mix of combat and role playing and so how do you feel about the current ratio of the game right now And we'll start with we'll start with Sean actually. Sean, how do you feel with how it's going so far? Uh, well, I mean, generally speaking, as I more or less have planned it out, pretty good. Uh, I do tend in a lot of games to err on the side of extra combat, but um, like I said, I've run this game before. I've knocked out a few kinks along the way and it's drink not... everyone drink finish your drink he said kinks all right done deal <laughs> by the way what are you drinking chris 
Oh, shit. Well, I paid $5 for a six-pack of beer, so that should answer your question. Uh, <laughs> uh, Speaking uh, of, I have to go get another one. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, um, God damn it. <laughs> um, so, like, how often do you just see a trap dungeon? I thought to myself back like in the first iteration of this game and so that's what the uh black keep is supposed to be but then we had our uh first session in the black keep and uh purely from a mechanical standpoint uh or for a mechanical reason lark started taking up a lot of uh a lot of the session because he was checking for traps and he was doing all that so i actually made some adjustments uh to try and help it feel a little more balanced i added um a few things that y'all will learn about fairly soon uh to sort of um liven it up a little bit gotcha Foresight? How do you feel about it? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, Eterna has always been a real story-heavy game, but it doesn't mm -hmm. really get there until a certain event takes place. So uh, it, it's hard to judge RP versus combat kind of thing this early in the game because we haven't hit the major event. Gotcha. What about you, Foresight? Uh, I'm in uh, kind of an interesting boat. I really, really like, I've, I've really enjoyed this campaign a lot more than some of the others that I've been in because combat has a tendency to quite literally put me to sleep. So I really enjoy all of the, the like the role play character development going through. There's a lot of intrigue. I'm very, I'm very interested in everything that's going on and I'm always excited to see what's going to happen next. Um, there hasn't been a single moment in which I haven't been, or there hasn't been a moment where I've just been like, ah, oh, man, I really want to play like a video game for something right now. I've, I've been 100% attentive to this game so far. Uh, I just, I enjoy roleplay. Awesome. Are you back, uh, Riley Morheim? Yes. <laughs> he was waiting. <laughs> you see right through me. Uh, so to answer your question, Troy, um, I personally, as a player, really like the, the tactical grid-based combat that Pathfinder offers. I enjoy it a lot. Um, that said, Riley is a swashbuckler. He's a martial class and um, we've, I think we've only had uh, like a, a couple um, real combat encounters so far. And I think both Riley and myself are uh, itching for uh, a little bit more, but the benefit of playing a swashbuckler versus like a fighter who only gets like a couple of skill points and not a lot of skills to even throw it in is that a swashbuckler has more to work with outside of combat. 
and that's been a great asset to this game because Riley, being a social character, in addition to being a martial character, can interact with the party, interact with NPCs, and do a handful of other stuff that's not just combat he's not just waiting for the next encounter and that like trey kind of mentioned that's kept me engaged too so maybe a little bit more combat but i'm pretty satisfied overall glad to hear it um then the next question so this one is going to kind of look towards the future a little bit more um do, does anyone have any plans mechanically or story-wise for their characters for the future? And I know that uh, Adira and Foresight just had a just had a long kind of talk with each other where you know they they revealed some new stuff and things like that. But maybe some things that you haven't uh, necessarily revealed to anybody, or just some ideas that are kicking around in your head that you're just spitballing or anything like that, and. Uh, I guess we'll just start back with you again, Riley Morheim, if you've uh, got anything. So I, I have thought a bit into like Riley's mechanical trajectory, and uh, at first I was like, you know, one to twenty swashbuckler pure, and there a little bit in the back of my head is like, oh, I could do paladin too because he has a little bit of charisma, and I mulled that over for a little bit, and I, I think I'm probably going to end up sticking with the one to twenty swashbuckler um, direction as a little bit of a peek into like my mechanical uh, plan for his developments is I, I think I'm leaning towards the uh, vital strike feet line um, for him because his combat style is very, it hasn't really come up that much, but I, I think based on when we're recording this and what our last session was, I'd like to get into describing his uh, combat style a little bit more in game. But for the sake of this uh, question, his combat style is um, careful, direct. He tries to make uh, conservative movements and making sure that every strike he thrusts forward deals the maximum amount of damage when it connects. So he's patient, he waits for openings, and he tries to make sure that that one blow deals significant damage to his opponent, you know, when he's not busy disarming them and juggling rapiers. So I, I feel like the vital strike feat, which basically, once you start getting uh, iterative attacks, basically condenses all of your extra attacks into a one single attack. I think that fits him thematically, and that's how I'm going to kind of start developing them later on. Interesting. Adira? Uh, yeah, mechanically speaking, I have Adira planned out through level 20 Mythic 10. So I know mechanically exactly what she is going to do. Um, as far as her in-character development, there are no plans for her. Because uh, the whole ideal behind her was just basically have somebody with no real story of their own and see what happens and where the party leads them. Interesting. I mean, I kind of figured that that was going to be your answer just because you know, we've been well, talking about yeah. it for a little while. Um, yeah, but mechanically, yeah, she's she's planned through all 20 levels, all 10 Mythic tiers. Do you want to share what that is, or is that a surprise? Well, uh, because uh, the third-party Warlock class we're using grants armor proficiency slowly as uh, you level up, she's going down the Guardian Mythic path so that she will also be able to drop the ACPs from the armor, and eventually she will be, like, in heavy armor, like full plate, 
with no ACP and uh, we'll have DR on top of that. So it won't matter if something's right in her face, she can still blast it with this, whatever spell she has. That reminds me of someone. Really? Who does that remind you of? Spider Dwarf! <laughs> Spider Dwarf! Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Orin Kriegheim. Well, I thought it would be interesting to have a character that didn't carry a weapon, wasn't going to be hitting somebody, but was still just a tank. Right. And see how that played out. No, I agree that that's a really interesting concept for sure. Um, holy shit. I am actually out of questions. Robin, so, did you ask any more questions in the chat while we weren't looking? We still need Trey to tell us if he has something planned for Forsyth. Oh, yeah. Somebody got skipped. Damn it, Tim. I mean, sorry. Damn it, Troy. Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim, ain't, Tim ain't got nothing bad off this. This is Troy's fault. <laughs> I am also here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I forget I'm here too sometimes. You had one job, Troy. One job. What are we paying you for? Well, you're not paying me, so that should make you feel better. Wait, uh, we're not? Why'd I send send money to Sean then? What the fuck? Oh shit! My I'm, bad, Sean. I'm, uh, I'm I'm still waiting on that forty, man. Quick, quick! Put away the hookers and booze. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry about that, uh, foresight. What, uh, okay. what are your plans, either mechanically or, uh, character-wise? It's 1,000% cool. I do have stuff planned for him, uh, as far as thematics go, but that, I feel, would be much more enjoyable to be experienced in the moment rather than me spoil it now. Um, Fair. Mechanically, I have a bunch of feats that are in my head. I'm definitely going to be taking quick channel, uh, reactive healing, um, power attack eventually at some point, probably. And he will eventually become a big ball of healing with energy body. Besides that, he's just going to be working on his healing. At level three, he gets to channel positive energy, which is going to uh, increase his the amount of healing that he can do by almost half so oh wow yeah because you get i think it's two plus your charisma modifier so he'll have five lay on hands and five channel positive energies and four healing spells or four spells that can be lay on hands or kill wounds yeah for now it's kill wounds eventually It'll just get stronger. So you're hundred percent just doubling back down into the into the more heals, eh? Oh yeah. The uh, revelations right now are healer's hand uh, healer's way, which I get because of my archetype, channel positive energy at level three, life link at level seven, so I'll take the damage for you, or rather you'll take damage, then it'll be healed for you and I'll take it for you. Life sense so I can see what's going on, enhanced cures and energy body because fucking I've already got everything else I need which I is when I close out 
I think to close out, I would, uh, I just want all of you guys to, to tell me one thing about your character that you don't think people would necessarily know, but you want people to know. And Sean, you can say something about Eterna. Okay. Um, the world of Eterna, if anybody hasn't quite caught on yet, um, is tidal locked with the sun, and its moon is tidal locked with it, which means one side it's always midnight, and the other side it's always noon. Uh, and then there's a band called the Twilight between it, which is a range of mountains. Uh, and it was created in a very specific way for a very specific reason. And I'll leave it at that. Ominous. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and since I uh, forgot you, foresight. <laughs> oh man. Do you have anything that you want to close on? Um, foresight could be a lot more sociable than he is. It's just the way that he's been approached thus far has somewhat made him seclude himself a bit more so I would just say expect him to be talking a lot more in the future just right now he's he's very stuck in his shell well and another thing too Sean how many days in game have gone by uh I have to open something to look at that. <laughs> isn't it like, isn't it five? I want to say. Um, hold on. Okay, it's so there been was about a week or so. There was oh, has it three been days? It was three days in town, three days of traveling, then the event uh, in the caravan, and there was one day of travel to the Black Keep, uh, and they've rested uh, there, and they've gone through a day at the Black Keep. So all in all, it's been nine days. So, I mean, it's not completely unreasonable that Foresight hasn't opened up a ton yet. Realistically, if you think about it, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. And then Riley Morheim, do you have anything? Um, I guess building off of the uh, last question I answered, here's a Riley Morheim fun fact. Uh, one of the <laughs> questions... One of the questions we were asked was like, "Do you care to have any identifying features or like tattoos and stuff?" And I thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? He does. Uh, on his um, upper, I want to say it's his right arm. His upper right arm. He has a tattoo of like a large eagle with a uh, snake, or, like pulling apart a snake in its talons." And I settled on that tattoo because my dad had the same tattoo, and um, the uh, my dad really, really hated snakes. He really hated snakes which is why he got the tattoo of the eagle tearing it apart. So I That's figured awesome. let's give uh, Riley the same mark, and hopefully someday when I save it up, you know, a decent bit of money, I can also get the exact same tattoo. That's awesome. That question worked out a lot better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Believe uh... in yourself, Troy. God damn it. <laughs> Believe in yourself. <laughs> Love you, now, Riley, does, does, do the wings flap when you flex? Well, that's just so cool. I have to say yes, right? Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like there's a missing question. I swear to God, dude. 
I copied and pasted them off of Twitter onto the sheet for him. Now, the I will question? mention... Oh, oh, yeah. I did forget one. You're right. I apologize. Robin, you can berate me later. You know where to find me. Um, <laughs> so, Robin says, I'm shipping Foresight and Riley. How does this make you feel? And either one of you can start. Uh, is aroused an answer that I can give? <laughs> of course it is. I mean, you did just hear about the size of his penis, so. <laughs> I don't know, ship all you want. I am um, a little peek behind the curtain to me personally. I am, I don't want to say well-versed in erotic fan fiction, but I've dabbled. I've, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my real life friend group, as a joke, I sat down one night, got hammered and wrote erotic friend fiction about a couple people in my group. <laughs> and then six months later, I did it again for a sequel. So, like, if, if you want fan fiction, hit me up. I, I can do it. I can get drunk and do it. What about you, Foresight? Um, I, all, all I have to say is, uh, if you're really interested in the, uh, the, the bromance that is uh, very slowly building up, just, just stay tuned for the future. Who knows what wonders it could hold. I hope so Riley dies next section. Actually... <laughs> it, it's possible y'all are going straight into a fight as soon as we start I mean as soon as I found out about Foresight's dick my only answer would have been prolapse but that's me <laughs> oh and now I'm in the gutter and I should probably end this huh oh we have we have chat we have uh during during chat room questions, Robin asked. Oh, where are those at? Where's the? They're all over the place. Hold on. There's oh, God, one. Robin. Uh. All right, foresight. Have you drank Bailey's from a shoe? So I realize that's a joke question, but as a serious. And it's maybe somewhat interesting. Maybe no one gives a fuck. Uh, he has never had any alcohol ever. Um, Robin also wants to know more about kink finder in general. Um, well, Robin, there's a book. Just get with Sean afterwards. There's a book. <laughs> and then Trey would you want Riley to push this romance forward? I'd say start with a, a general friendship and then go from wherever wherever we, we feel like it should be going after that, that point. I'd say you don't have a choice, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I've saved a seat for you. Every god damn day. Well, technically, oh, if he lets him sit in his lap, that is a seat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that was a thing. I do believe. So... <laughs> oh, we have a meme now. Thank you, Robin. 
That. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this Eterna q and I'm Troy McClure, and I've had the pleasure of being joined by Sean, Tracy, Trey, and Chris, and their respective characters, Riley Morheim, Foresight, and Adira. Say it right. And if you have it's Riley, Riley Morheim. <laughs> you also, if you have you any have... more questions, what? Between everyone, you have to take a drink. You have to go, Riley, Riley, Morheim. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your outro. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do an outro anyway. <laughs> that was so bad you disturbed the tavern cats. <laughs> oh, uh, to anybody who might want to know, Momo is doing better. Her hair is growing back and she's loud and noisy and doing well. And Patches is opening the door because he's fat and can do that. So yeah, if you have any more questions, please tweet at ATurnaP using the hashtag APTest. <laughs> and yes, I've been saving that joke for this entire time. And... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Not that funny, Sean. Oh, look at what Robin typed. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh. Or you can find us at kinkfinder.com. You never have to kink lonely. You're going to say that. Somebody's going to type that in, and it's going to be some kind of real website that you don't even know about. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, dude. others. And then they immediately turn into that meme Robin made. It's <laughs> so lewd. So uh, just, in, just before anyone types it in, it is a real website. It's a relationship website. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, huh? Join now. It's free. Kinkfinder. Find your kink. Lovely match. All right. Free, you say? Trey, tell us more. <laughs> the Eternus Podcast, now sponsored by Kinkfinder.com. <laughs> Fuck out Get on that, John. Get on that. <laughs> oh, shit. I just know. Don't do that. Yeah, out. He was walking across the computer and it was. This is the best outro ever. We're talented people. Well, if, yes. if anything, I think we decided on being inconsistent, so it works. Oh, that's um, our theme. And Tim's probably probably just like, "Fuck y'all, I'll record it without you later." <laughs> I mean, I do have that technology. Uh. No, I, I just want it to be a hot mess because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Welcome to the Eternal Podcast. <laughs>
Mm. No, I've already stopped recording. Like, I'm wrapping up my shit right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Tim, you did ask how my life had changed since all this started. Well, this is not. Well. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you oh, know. your name is Tim. <laughs> I just read that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, oh, sweet Jesus. You can probably send Craig away, too. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> We're recording can, all of it. Re yeah. If the file isn't a terabyte, I don't want it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, so is it time for me to talk about all of Forsyth's uh, dirty, dirtiest and darkest thoughts? All yes. Of his, uh, yes. All right, I might have to go get some alcohol first. <laughs> he he has no, a fucked just, up mind. Just, that's all. Just some baby oil. You drink baby oil? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't take a drink just there. <laughs> Of baby oil? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, you got him to the stage where he I'm still waiting for a fucking answer. Why are you drinking baby oil? <laughs> and why does no one else care? You shouldn't be drinking that. It's made for babies. Babies should be drinking that, not grown ass men. Laughing until you start coughing. The ultimate pleasure. <laughs> It is about that time, isn't it? Roughly 8.30 uh, for me, you know. Right? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Maybe it's just that time of night. I've never considered that. Uh, you gonna be okay, champ? Yeah. You sure? Uh-huh. You want an ice cream? It's a baby oil ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those push pops, but just baby oil squirts out. Just fucking, fucking Vaseline. Like frozen chunky Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I just typed a comment in over, over here when he was walking across the room. Oh, did he? Yeah, it, I didn't sing, but um, evidently he's a fan of the number one. Mm. Um, <sighs> stay off my computer, you little shit. Oh, fuck. Me out of YouTube. I'm disgusting. You're the one who rolled a three on your will save to get a boner at seeing Foresight tied up. <laughs> ha. Ha. He's got binoculars so he can see it even better now. <laughs> well, well he pro it probably has like a plus four fucking bonus to being seen. It's 14 inches. 
Well, with that and the plus six to perception for the binoculars that I know it totally has, that's an auto see. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, fuck. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Y'all are gonna kill me one of these days. That's the plan. <clears throat> Trying real hard. And then Chris is gonna take over his DM. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, I've got it. He's just talking about how he never gets to play players, and you're like, "Ha ha!" Sean dies, and you immediately. <laughs> Well, I'm going to turn the tables. Riley is going to start running a Pathfinder game for the rest of the group. So I still Whoa. technically play, but I also run. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm set up to mail my corpse to you, so there's that. No refrigeration. To me? I get your corpse? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to eat well that night. Damn. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll be a little pickled by then, I think. I love pickles. This is great. <laughs> so Damn. when do we get that episode with their, where it's just Riley and Forsyth becoming friends? Friends or friends with uh, quotations? No means no. No means no. That's my curse. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> I have a I have a question. In in that okay. scenario, who would be the bottom and who would be the top? I know the answer, but for the fans. <laughs> Well, for Robin. See, it, it's tough for Robin. because you gave all of us power attack at first level, so really, anyone can do it. Um, I, I think it comes down to a uh, CMB check, really, is how that goes. I'm gonna do it. You would be, wouldn't you, Troy? <laughs> Roll around until somebody gets the dominant position. If there's not blood, you're not doing it right, is what I hear, anyways, from other people. Not that's not something I say. It's just what I, you know, hear from people. Can Jerry just I, have no. that spell where she can go into her own little plane and, and stay away from all these people? Eventually, okay. maybe. Uh it. No, it's if there's no blood, you didn't use your hero point. Uh, well, fuck! I already used mine, so. That's okay. You'll get another level too. Neat. Or if you do something exceedingly cool. Riley is always doing something exceedingly cool. Why am I not swimming in well, hero that points? Is, that's his normal. So do I have to act average to get something? Do I need to do the inverse? No, no you have to go beyond and above exceedingly cool. You have to be uh, fucking, fucking light awesome. So basically you have to do whatever Fonzie does on happy days. There you go. Yeah. Okay, well, then I guess I'm going to spend the next week watching, ha binging Happy Days just in preparation for game. Basically, just, like, go up to a locked door and hit it with your elbow, and if it unlocks, you get a hit point. Nice. <laughs> oh, switches. Snap your fingers and all the girls just swarm to you. Hey. Exactly. God, I love snapping. <laughs> <laughs> I do it a lot. Like, I'm muted for most of the game, so you can't hear it, but, like, I love snapping. You just sit around snapping? 
Kinda. Okay. Oh, that's what snapping sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and Patch just is thinking you're trying to get his attention. Because you always snap. <laughs> I snapped so much there like there's calluses specifically on my middle finger and my thumb that makes my <clears throat> snapping extra hard. It's kinda stupid. Can people be addicted to snapping? Is that like Maybe. a thing? Huh. Maybe. If there's a snapping addiction, I'm there. Neat. <laughs> I used to watch West Side Stories just for an excuse. That's hilarious. <laughs> this reminds me of when my son learned how to whistle and one day just, dude, dude. <laughs> Enough with the fucking whistling, please. Hey, Tim. I mean, you can whistle, Sean. You're an adult. Like, I don't control your life. <laughs> you also don't whistle. Less annoying? Well, you also don't whistle three feet away from my head. Like, while I'm trying to do shit. You know what I mean? Like, No, I'm going to be whistling straight into your eardrums. Yeah. Do remember I'm here in the room with you. Do you, you guys know, know what's really know. funny is I can local mute Sean, and I don't have to listen to any of that whistling. <laughs> but then you can't hear Tracy. Ha. Huh. Uh, It'll be fine when he mutes you. I'll just turn on my headset, and then he can still hear me. It may be entirely possible that he's already done it. Done what? Muted you? Yeah. Well, I guess not. Oh, not. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Last night, Eric started meowing at me and was like, ha ha, and I was like, dude, I can mute you. Like, why? This isn't annoying at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to it until I'm sick of it. Like, it's cool. <laughs> See, the reason I leave Craigbot in is because I've learned from LCP. Oh, don't turn it off until you're positive nothing else funny is coming out. Right. Oh, then I guess I should just leave then. <laughs> No, it's not out of terror. That's idea. fair. Well, anywho, y'all have a good night. Have good fun. Night. Thank you, Tim. Later. See ya. Oh, man, that guy. Ugh. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Uh, that he and guy. I, you know, man, we go way back. That guy and me. Boy. Boy. No, 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 no. You have to say this, that, this person. This person. You have to say this person. But why? Because Trey said this person a lot earlier, and I'm probably going to put it in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say this dude? <clears throat> Is that appropriate? Sure. This dude. Oh, well, thanks for your permission. Appreciate that. You're not welcome. Yeah, fuck you too. Wow. Yeah. Like, how though? The sex thing's still a thing, right? <laughs> right? 
<laughs> we can engage in the cybers. <laughs> I'd like to thank our patrons, Tim Demuse, Brian Rafe, and Donald Bewley. Thanks a lot. If you would like to help support the show, please consider joining them at patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We would like to thank Cryo Chamber for allowing us to use their dark ambient music in the podcast. You can find them at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. I'd like to shout out some of the other podcasts and creators that are in the hive. Give them a listen and check out the episode description for their Twitter handles. Action Forge on YouTube, making varied videos related to TTRPGs. Fillmore's Crossing, a spaghetti western 5th edition podcast. The Hideous Laughter Podcast, playing the Carrying Crown Adventure Path. Our very own Chris, or Critically Accursed, on YouTube, doing Let's Plays. Hex Grid Heroes, a Starfinder homebrew podcast. Rusted Chrome, one of the character artists in our group. The Roaring Trainers, a Pokemon in the 1920s 5th edition podcast. The podcast for the Untimely Dead, playing Wraith the Oblivion in the World of Darkness system. The Wheeler Woe podcast, playing a Pathfinder 2nd edition playtest in a homebrew world. And Mystery Dungeon 9000, a multi-edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast in a 22-year-old living homebrew world. Hi, this is Tracy. I would like to apologize to all our listeners for everything you just heard, but I can't because we are that crazy. Tune in next time for a real episode.